On Before the Bestseller, we talk with our favorite authors about the books they wrote and the stories behind how those books made it big. I'm your host, Alex Straffy, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. David came back on to talk about how he sold thousands and thousands of copies of Systemology and how he used the same principles to build out his marketing around the book. As one of our mutual friends says, Alan Dibb, who we've also been blessed to have here on the show, says, random acts of marketing don't work. And so in order to build anything lasting and valuable, you need to build systems. Here's David Jennings back on to talk with us about his book marketing. David, welcome back. Ah, it's a pleasure. The last episode was great. So looking forward to digging into more about the, the book marketing itself. Well, I know we share a favorite marketing uh, guru, if you call it, uh, Alan Dibb, you know, teaches you there's no ah, such thing as a random yes. act or random acts of marketing don't work, right? That's like his favorite thing. So I want to, you know, systematizing the marketing. I want to hear all about that. We pause one, one, yeah. one tick, Alex. I'm just going to, um, I just realized the sun's coming up and I should have had this down. Oh, no, I don't no, know no. if you use the video or not, but there we go. That, I don't know if we want to start again, but I, yeah. Sorry about promotional. That. For promote, I, uh, I'll take little clips and then use it to promote across all of our socials. Um, yeah, we can jump into it again uh, if that works. Yeah, uh, let's just do that. Probably, yeah. Uh, David, thank you so much for coming back on. Oh, pleasure. I um, Yeah, looking forward to talking about the marketing of Systemology now. We share a favorite guru, which is Alan Dibb of marketing. He talks about random acts of marketing don't work. So I'm excited to see about how you've built some of the marketing systems into the marketing for your book. Um, to kick us off, uh, how much marketing planning did you actually do role while writing the book? An absolute truckload. I feel like, yeah, yeah okay. uh, that's I, I, not usually what we hear from authors. Yeah, well, I I know that writing the book is, you know, a third of the battle. Like you still got two thirds once you've written the book to then go out and market it. And yeah, we, we do. I've, Alan Dibbs actually a really good friend of mine and he lives about two streets away from me. Oh, no here, way. Literally. And we'll, we've we'll had, go walking. So he we've had him on the show. Yeah. Prepped me and primed me for uh, what it takes to, to launch a book. So I was, I was well aware of the work that needed to go into place. So literally as I'm writing it, I'm planting seeds. I'm, talking to my audience, I'm getting them involved in selecting the cover and helping me name the book and building up a Facebook group where we all congregated and I give them snippets and early preview copies. Like that, it's almost like bringing them along on the journey. So they are so heavily invested in the success of the book that they then support it when the time comes. Rob Fitzpatrick uses the term writing in public, right? It's essentially what you're doing when you're creating the book, you're, you're writing in public. But who are you starting off with? Are these, is this like your mom, your sister, your cousins, or your, your brother who didn't like the same systems that your dad brought you up with? Um, you know, like who are, who are these people that are initially following along with the book? So I have uh, our business, like Systemology. So a lot of them are existing clients. They're already the raving fans, uh, I, I suppose it is a little bit harder when you don't have an audience or you don't have a business and writing's your passion and you're doing it on the side. I get that. Um, in, if that's the case, then I think starting with your mum, your sister, your dog, anybody, just kind of get them into a group to create a little bit of that accountability. And writing a book takes a long time, uh, at least it did for me, and making sure that it was right. So 
on your journey, you will collect people and you start adding them into the fold as you go. Uh, But for me, yeah, it was tapping into the existing audience and identifying the super fans and then giving the super fans an opportunity to congregate and discuss and get the feeling of being behind the scenes. Like they're an insider, they're seeing things before other people do. And then that kind of starts to feed on itself. But in the early days, it was only a handful of people. And then it grew and grew and grew because the book probably took me a good, I don't know, year and a half or so to write and get done. And did you pick a certain platform when sharing? Like, did you choose, like, I'm going to share on Facebook. I'm going to share on LinkedIn. Like, how did you go? And, you know, more specifically, how many times did you share, or you know, post per week or, or month? Definitely, like the private Facebook group where we all discussed and I was kind of like in there. I was not in the early days sharing much more than once a month, like when I first got started. And then it's almost like it picked up momentum as we're getting further along. Who wants to read a preview copy of Systemology and give me some feedback? Hey, here's the cover. Here's the name. Those sorts of things. Um, And we picked up momentum as we're getting closer. And then towards the end, I'd imagine we were probably every couple of days I'm in there posting little updates. Oh, it's been listed into Amazon. This is how, oh, great. Okay, I've created a bunch of shareable assets now. Here is some graphics of me holding the book that you can, you know, share on your timeline. And Okay, everybody, time for you to go buy the book on Kindle now and do an early review. You've already read the book. Can you hop on there and post your review so we get some traction? Hey, guys, we've reached number one in our category. Like it was whenever something was coming up and that obviously had a real crescendo as we're moving right in the thick of the launch. Yeah. And so to talk about that launch, take us back to, I believe it was August 18th. We'll do some time traveling here. What did that day look like? Um, That's yeah. So once it happened, I'd lined up everything to happen uh, and culminate on that day. So we, I had an Asana task because that's my project management platform. We built out this project of here's what needs to happen months out, m- weeks out. And as it got closer, here are the assets we need to build. Here are the, uh, we sent out, um, we built a list of a bunch of uh, like um, influencers that I already had connections with and ones that I didn't um, and outreach to them and sent them copies of the book. And that happened quite some time out. And I was encouraging them to get photos holding the book and sending the book in. And I basically were ticking off these tasks and we were creating these assets to the point that when the book actually launched, most of the work was done. Like I'd pre-written the emails that I was going to be sending out to the database. We had some Facebook ads that were running to push straight into it. Um, we were uh, created all of the assets that our book launch team had ready to go. Like I'd created a landing page for them and shared it with them. I'd built out some sub lists. So I had a couple of different categories in my marketing automation tool. We had the list of those that got the preview copy of the physical books and they were the gurus and influencers. I had another list that was people that were the book launch, um, like a street team effectively in that Facebook group. I had my main database and I was segmenting and having different conversations with each of them. But a lot of this was all working. And then it was kind of just like, fireworks when the moment happened we we put everything down 
And then we were just kind of, you know, pressing the buttons, doing the send, chasing up, trying to get some extra photos, keeping that momentum and energy going. Um, yeah, that, that was probably a big part of that. And then, you know, trying to line this up with appearing on a bunch of podcasts, like we'd done quite a bit of work to make mm. sure that when we hit the ground running, um, it was a bit like a hockey stick. The book was quickly out of the gate. Then we started getting some, you know, hitting some key metrics where Amazon started to notice and it started to move it up the ranks and started to get the bestseller. And then Amazon's like, oh, this book is also like this book. And then it started appearing yeah. on those pages. And then we started dominating in a couple of categories. And I spotted a couple of emails that Amazon was sending out two segments of their database saying, oh, this book has just launched new and noteworthy. Go check it out. Um, we're watching the reviews kind of climb up. Like there's a lot of things like that that were all happening um, around that time. Yeah, the magic of Amazon's recommendation engine. And how many copies is it you've sold at this point, David? Um, I, I have the, uh, did you say at this point? At this point, we're at 22,000. Um, but in the timeline, I kind of need to, I'd love to go back and maybe I'll give you some extra notes so we do a part two. Sure. To, I, I probably have the numbers of how many we sold after day one, how many yeah. we, because I meticulously keep all of those sorts of details. But to date, we've sold a little over 22,000 copies. What would you say has sold the majority of those copies? I think the majority now is like Amazon organic. Well, I still promote, I'm still appearing on podcasts. I'll still get little spikes. We're doing Amazon ads. Like there's a lots of little bits and pieces that are all contributing and nothing happens in a vacuum. So it's hard yeah. to isolate and say, this is the thing. But writing a great book, getting excellent reviews, that's at the heart of all of this. Like you can have the best marketing in the world, but if you're marketing a turd, it's it's still a turd. So <laughs> you need to make sure that you've got a really great product yeah. um, and, and then paired with great marketing. Then Amazon actually does a good job at pushing things along and keeping it in front of the right audience. You mentioned reviews. You're close to 400. How did you get those reviews? I'm sure you focused early on on getting many reviews. And how are you over time making sure that those reviews continue to increase? In the early days, when we first launched, someone said that's probably one of the biggest ranking factors in the Amazon algorithm. So I did. I put a lot of attention on that, sent out a lot of the early review copies, almost did that um, That. I don't know, I think it's Harry Krishna's where they walk around and they'll give you a book and then they'll ask for a donation. Now there's that whole law of reciprocity. And it was similar with, you know, I sent out a bunch of books, not really asking for much. But then when the time came, I was like, hey, can you give me a review? And then I get a lot of people who were like, okay, yep, I, I can help out with that. So we've got a big spike at the start. Then it kind of flattened out a little bit and I'm just starting to put my attention back on it again. Like we've put it in the autoresponder sequence when, you know, because in the book, there are a lot of free resources that we point back to the website. Once someone hops in on that, there's an email sequence that goes out to encourage them to post a review. And we're doing our best now to look at some other strategies. I think there's been a little bit of that organic growth, but probably the half of them, I would imagine at the start, were really heavily engineered by us really planting a truckload of seeds. Speaking of those links, do you use your book to, obviously it's connected to the business, right? 
Um, have yeah. you gotten clients from the book? 100%. So this is uh, not the first rodeo for the digital agency. I wrote another book called Authority Content, and I'd learned a lot of things by doing that. And it, it really is the front end to our business. And I've gone ahead and built our entire marketing around the book. So I would say the vast majority of our leads come from the book because even when I'm discussing with someone, a prospect that might've found us organically and by referral, it's always, have you read the book? Start with the book because the book is useful. It's complete. People get an overview of everything that we do and then they can decide. They might go, no, I've got enough work here. I can run with this. I, I don't need any more. Or there's a handful of people that, I need deeper. I need more support. I need accountability. Have you got some templates? Um, and that's really what I'm I'm doing. So that the book for me, all of my businesses um, now, like I've done two of these businesses that are centered around a book. And I actually think any business that I'm going to be involved in from now on, the book will be an important part of the marketing. It's such good positioning. It's such a great way to clarify your thought. And yeah, I, 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 book marketing is where it's at. And where I think, uh, and you, you probably are familiar with, you know, Mike Michalowicz as well says, even the people who apply it themselves then become your biggest fans, right? Like if I'm successful yeah. applying all this stuff, I'm going to tell every single person I know about the book, right? And so yeah. even if they don't become your clients, they become your raving fans if it does work for them. And then they go on and tell everyone else. Um, you have links. What link, you know, you have many links throughout the book, many different resources people can go to. Which link seems to work the best? What do readers really like getting most free from the book? Mm, mainly templates. Everybody loves a good fill-in-the-blank template. Alan Dibbs said the same thing about they people love, his whole book is focused around the one-page marketing plan, so people get that template. Uh, and you have some wonderful templates as well. Yeah. We use the critical client flow, which is the the system that we use for identifying what are your top, 10 to 15 systems to start with. And that yeah. template, people love to download that. In the book, like all of the call to actions, there's lots of resources, but they're all one link. It's always systemology.com forward slash resources. Yeah. So it's always going through. And there's almost like a central, we've got like a little academy where everything's stored in one location. So the aim of the game is to move people from the book. Let's say if they purchase organically on Amazon, I don't have any of their details. I can't communicate with them. I can't continue to help them. So I try and move them from the book, at least to have the opportunity for a dialogue. So I can say, do you need a hand with that? Do you want some more help? Um, and that, that's a big part of that strategy. But yeah, the um, templates are what grab the most attention the templates. And I know you have your own podcast, which has grown really well. How do you get listeners for your podcast? That I think the way that I create episodes for a podcast, and, and I haven't run one of these probably for the last couple of years um, with COVID, but I usually run a big event we call the Business Systems Summit. Mm -hmm. And I get a bunch of different speakers who come along and share a system or a process they're using in their business. And I'll record most of the year's episodes wow. on this one event. And then yeah. we basically drip that out over the year. So um, we get a lot of the attendees. They will listen to the podcast. We'll put it into our email sequences and encourage, um, you know, our clients and new prospects and, you know, someone will read the book and they'll 
apply for the resources and then they'll be in our database and then they'll get an email saying, hey, you want to go a bit deeper here? How about you listen to a couple of these episodes? So it really feeds, um, everything's feeding itself like um, or feeding each other. It's not, yeah, the, the podcast feeds in and we do the same with a YouTube channel and then Amazon and then we do a little bit of SEO, everything starts talking about everything else. So it kind yeah. of you just want to make this really sticky marketing machine where someone consumes one bit of content, they get pulled into your world, and then there's a range of different things for them to look at and deploy in their business. And some people like audio, some people like video, some people like to read, and you have a little bit of everything. And then, Oh, you need a hand with that? You want some more help? Great. Well, here's the next level down. Here are the other products and services that you can go deeper on. And a lot of people hear content creation. They're like, oh my goodness, I have to spend 10 hours a day recording selfies on you know, my, my iPhone. And what I love about what you've done here is you've taken this event where you're going to be having these conversations anyway, and then you're just multi-purposing the content, right? And that's like, goes back to systems, right? Like that is a system, yeah. a marketing system where you're not needing to record a new episode every that whole idea, which is the center thinking from my first book, Authority Content, so that's this one here. This is the one that I used to market the digital agency, and it outlines a strategy that I still use today, which is run a live event because it's got a set time. Like it's slightly changed with the summit because of COVID and, and we kind of you know run them virtually, but it used to be run a live event get it all recorded, get it transcribed, chop that little, you know, eight-hour workshop into 50 different chunks of little 10-minute videos, SEO them, take the transcripts, stitch them together, turn them into podcasts, uh, share it around on social media, get some graphics done for it. And before you know it, you've got, you know, six months' worth of amazing content from the one-day workshop. And then I went the step further this is the way I wrote both books. Mm. They were actually workshops first. I ran a one-day workshop. I got them transcribed. I sent it to a ghostwriter. I said, turn this into a book for me. And then they came back and that was draft one. And that's how I wrote authority content. Uh, and uh, this one's a bit meta because it talks about the strategy of how I did that. And then, but this one, I applied the same thing, ran a workshop. Uh, and the workshop is actually then the upsell for some people once they purchase the book if they want to then watch the workshop that that's um that's available as well i'm gonna to have to pick up authority content as well david jennings such a pleasure having you i've learned so much and then even on that last question i'm like crap that's my last question i want to i, I want to interview you for like another hour just about that stuff so uh such a pleasure such a wealth of knowledge what's next for you uh are you gonna is systemology gonna be your thing for some time or what are your, what are you currently looking into Definitely want to be the best example of what we teach. So I've got to get systemology to stage number four and make sure that it's saleable and running with a, an owner operator in there. And the main thing I work on these days, uh, we now license the material. So I've got coaches and consultants who basically license systemology and they're really my target audience these days. What can I do to serve them? And then they go off and work with the business owners. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much. And for people who do want to learn more about you and get more from you, how can they find you? Yeah. Just head over to systemology.com. You can find all of the links to podcasts and YouTube and all the rest of it, or start with the book, go over to Amazon, buy yourself a copy of the book. It's a great introduction to what we do. 
And maybe I'll give listeners an update at some point for how the how I'm applying the book and, and how well it's worked for me. So um, it's definitely already saving me a, a whole lot of energy, time, and, and giving me hope uh, from moving out of that survivable sort of mindset. David, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for listening. I know there's many other things you could have been doing during this time, and I hope you found this episode incredibly useful for you and your journey. And if you did, or if you have any feedback, I would love to hear that in a review on Apple. That would be fantastic or anywhere else that you are listening to this show. So thank you. And if you're the type of listener that is also an author or looking to be an author soon, feel free to email me at alex at advancedamazonads.com. That's alex at advancedamazonads.com. And I'll add you to our weekly newsletter where I send out all of the best marketing tips I've ever heard from authors that I've had on this show and many of the authors that we work with. So I look forward to hearing from you if that's something you'd find useful. And either way, I look forward to having you back for our next episode. 